Hello, everybody, and welcome today to today's edition of Enfoto Live Chat. I am Regine Negovieski, and I'm so excited to introduce to you today's episode and our wonderful guest, Kirsten Spencer. We're going to take it slow uh, to get started just to give uh, the guests the courtesy of coming in and coming in on time. Let us know if you are tuning in. Say hello in the comments. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And if you'd like to let us know also what kind of photography you specialize in, that would be great. Uh, once again, we are so excited to get started with today's next Enfoto Live Chat segment. Today we are here with Kirsten Spencer. Hello, Kirsten. How are you today? Hey, I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. No problem. Today we're going to get into so many different topics. Kirsten covers the gamut and has so much experience in the photography industry. She specializes in maternity, newborn, seniors, dance, school photography, the whole nine. So she is such a wonderful guest to have with us today. We are, of course, going to talk about mini sessions as well. And with that, I would love to remind our audience about the mini sessions promo that we have going on at Photo right now. Yes, this is still going on. You might have heard about it before. It is still valid this is 45 percent off for select products that we have specifically chosen to best suit mini sessions these are for client orders and you can use this uh discount over and over again through the date of validity which is december 15th so really take advantage of this promo and get the most that you can with your money especially in these times i know we're all struggling and finding ways to make ends meet so take advantage of our promo mini sessions 45 percent off select products and you can use it again and again on client orders for your clients we are having a flood of introductions into the audience now hello everybody hello lara from michigan hello kunigunda from poland jenny hello nice to meet you and nice to hear from you Catherine. hello and hello linda yes okay we are gonna get on started what do you say kirsten i'm fantastic so um they're asking where my dog is <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a great Dane who is actually right next to me on the sofa. I'm sure he will make an appearance at some point. Okay. So there you go. We will have updates about the dog throughout the live session <laughs> <laughs> when they are appropriate. <laughs> Since we um, are kind of starting and we're headlining a little bit this topic of mini sessions along with uh, many others, I say we'll start there, Kirsten. And you have a lot of experience with mini sessions. As we mentioned in the description of the event, you even have a group on Facebook, mini session inspiration and Photoshop education. This seems to be a very popular time of year for people to uh, offer mini sessions and to take mini sessions. Uh, what are some ways that photographers can use mini sessions to really help themselves and to help their business? Well, I mean, it definitely helps you know, anything with volume, you're getting people in the door, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important first, and this is what, you know, kind of this topic comes up a lot in my group, whatever, take a step back and really understand what, what mini sessions are. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people, like what they offer, they think that they're being, you know, um, yeah, look what I offer, you know, you know, a mini session, you know, having it be like a, a 30 minute session with 15 print, you know, it's like, no, 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 that's like a full session. Like a mini session is something mm -hmm. pretty, you know, pretty fast paced, pretty, pretty quick. But ultimately what a mini session means is it's one theme, one setup, and then clients kind of cycle through, right? Mm -hmm. So like when I do full sessions, like each family has their own location. It might be the lake, it might be the red apple farm, it might be wherever. 
But mini sessions, you have something set up, you know, the lemonade stand or, you know, the, the Christmas tree farm or, or, you know, Easter, this, that, and, and, and clients are cycling through. So I think you need to really understand what mini sessions are and then market it that way. Okay. Yeah. And what are some themes that seem to be popular or something that clients are always happy to uh, take part in for mini sessions? So my most popular, and maybe because I'm in New England, I don't know, but my fall sessions are definitely the most popular uh, mm -hmm. because we have, I mean, like literally Massachusetts foliage, you can Google it. Um, it's beautiful. So I feel like my fall sessions are probably the most popular, but it's also kind of right before people are making their holiday cards. So, mm -hmm. or, you know, just gifts in general. So I feel like people want the fall session because then it gives them time to get to order gifts for family and Christmas cards and ornaments for their Christmas trees and, and whatnot. Um, but in the group, like, um, so I also have a, a podcast and we talk about mini sessions all the time in my podcast because mm. um, just, you know, it's me, you know, having my group or my podcast, we talk about mini sessions, mm. but there's a lot of photographers that do mini sessions every month. They'll have like a designated weekend mm. where they'll have a mini session. And sometimes it relates to the month um, that they're in, like, you know, December will be Christmas and, you know, October will be fall and, um, you know, Valentine's mm. Day and Easter and like, you know, each month kind of has that kind of a theme going on. But then, mm. there's, like I said, the lemonade stand is really popular. Having the um, the little, what do you call it? The little, little fake countertop with the thing mm. that says, you know, lemonade, 25 cents and having the kids kind of pour um, lemonade, that's really popular. The big circular wreath is really popular. Mm. See that a lot made out of the the thing that stores fireplace logs. Ah, uh, okay. Like yeah. a big circular wrought iron thing and put mm -hmm. all around it. Um, you know, that's really popular. So each theme, you know, every month has their own theme. And I know people like photographers that like they, that's what they, they they're known for their oh. mini sessions. But it's also important that mini sessions don't mean cheap. That's not what a mini session doesn't necessarily mean cheap. It just means mm -hmm. one theme for several families, you know, 20 families cycle through your one setup. So it it's convenient for the photographer because everything just stays set up. Although it's not convenient now with COVID having to clean everything in between clients, but, um, but it's important. And I did a, um, a blog post on my business page a few months ago about, so every time I do a mini session, it has a different price. And I said, did mm. you ever wonder why all my mini sessions have a different price? It's not like my mini session price is $150 with five photos. Mm. Every mini session I do has a different price because there's different cost of doing business is different for each set that I do. And I think, I think um, like, like clients might not, that mm -hmm. I think that would be like well I don't understand how come this you're charging this and this you're charging that but I feel like and people all the time will be like figure out your cost of doing business and I feel like a lot of the new clients or a lot of the new photographers kind of scoff at that you know like I'll just do what everyone's I'll just charge the going rate you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but a lot of my friends in bigger cities like I have a friend in Nashville 
that has, I think she has the real Santa. I don't even know if it's like a guy in costume at this point. He looks so legit. <laughs> so the real Santa is willing to go to her studio, but he charges her like $250 an hour. Ooh. So if, right. And she does literally like, you know, seven hours a day. And this, this guy will just sit there, you know, um, doing his thing. But if you think about it, she's paying Santa like a few thousand dollars at the end of the weekend. So if she was charging $10, if she was doing a $20 mini session or even a $50 mini session, she's working a billion hours for negative dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. her sessions start at like four ninety five, dollars I think, for like a five minute session. Mm -hmm. And the pictures are gorgeous. The pictures are beautiful. But you need to figure out, okay, how much am I paying Santa? How much am I, you know, some people rent studios. Mm-hmm to hold their sessions in, you know, if you're paying $500 for rent and a thousand dollars for Santa, you can't be charging $10 for the <laughs> session. Yeah. But like some my fall sessions can be a little cheaper cause I don't, I don't use props. And especially with COVID, I didn't use props, but mm -hmm. I don't, anyway, I just have the foliage. So if I'm, I'm literally just showing up with my camera and getting beautiful images. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well, I still factor in my $2,000 lens and my $3,000 camera and my, so do calculate your cost of doing business. And I think that's a very, very important point that your mini sessions don't have to be like a flat rate. Like you can adjust them per mini session. That makes sense. It actually makes sense from the perspective of the business. And I think right. a lot of clients, you know, yeah, there might be that initial moment like, wait, why? But once you explain it and very, very quickly, it should be quite understandable and quite clear because some session or some locations as well might have you know if you go somewhere outside but it's private property they might say okay but you need to charge you know you, so you got to factor that in as well i have so many questions to follow up with this uh kirsten um let me go here uh no it's a topic nobody wants to talk about anymore but it is still a reality and it is COVID 19 and we are in mini session season and a lot of people are offering minis or they want to or they will be so what are some ways that photographers can make mini sessions work even in the COVID-19 time? Yeah, it's rough. I did a bunch or, you know, even the, even the schools I shoot, you know, you have to wear the mask and, you know, my neighbor just said like, Oh, I love wearing a mask because it hides all my acne. And I was like, yeah, but you have all the acne because you wear all, you wear the mask. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It is, it's, it's intense. Like it's, it's nerve wracking. Now I shoot primarily like literally almost like it's pretty safe to say a hundred percent of the time I do use my uh, 70, uh, 70 to 200 lens. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty socially distanced anyway, mm -hmm. but it's hard. I think the hardest part, I can wear a mask. It's fine. I wear a mask at my other job. It's fine. The hardest part for me is people wanting to look at the back of my camera. Uh. And like, sometimes like, sometimes like teenagers will kind of rush me to like, oh my God, I have to see how that came out. It's like, wow, <laughs> back up, you know? Um, yeah. It's a good excuse though. Cause I know photographers hate showing the back of the camera. Um, and the reason, the reason why is the one image they're gonna absolutely fall in love with and it's gonna sear into their brain and they're gonna memorize what it looks like. That's gonna be the one that's slightly out of focus that you're forced. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that picture? <laughs> Well, yeah. So, in normally, do you are you willing to show people the back of the camera, or you kind of have a policy where you don't do that? Um, I'm not going to do it for every shot because I'm yeah. like going to cut into your time or whatever. But if mm. the 
the picture is epic. I mean, to me, there's like one in every session where I just go click and I'm like, oh, this is going to be my favorite. I can just, I feel it in my bones that the light and everything is perfect. And sometimes I'll turn it around, but I'm like, you know, how good's your eyesight? Cause you can't, <laughs> you can see the back of my camera, you know, but it's important have hand sanitizer, have Lysol, have wipes, wipe down, wipe down everything, Lysol, everything. Try not to have people actually touch the props to move you know, to move things around in your set. Um, it's, it's so important. And I'm just paranoid enough. Like I said, I don't use props hardly at all. I probably won't until this goes away. Mm. But that's just me. I know some states are a little bit more lenient as far as all that goes, but yeah, I like to err on the side of caution, but it's important just, you know, you know, hand sanitizer, tell people to just, you know, sanitize before they, mm -hmm. I did a back to school session last month and I had people like wait in your cars, come out, mask on. When I'm done with one client, they're going to exit stage left. You're going to come stage right. And it was outdoors. I didn't, I, I still don't use my studio unless it's like a headshot mm -hmm. where they're, they're the only one in there. Um, and even then I'm still with my 70 to 200 in my studio because I have enough. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you stay there. I'm going to stay here. Um, but just explaining to people, you know, just being, being socially distant and be respectful. And, you know, if someone's crossing this way, you cross this way. And yeah, you know, I think, I think my back to school sessions were pretty successful because um, everyone, you know, was, was kind of nervous enough that they followed directions, you know, mm -hmm. You want to get out of your car that's totally fine but you're gonna you know just stand up the sidewalk and i'll wave you over and um i get everyone's uh text now um i've never been a business texter because i don't think it's professional i love talking on the phone mm -hmm. uh, but i will take down so i can quickly text the next family okay you know i don't know where you are or who you are or what car is yours but i'm ready for you come on over um, but it's like, where are you? <laughs> I know, because like, you know, and it seems like, you know, like probably 90% of my clientele are repeat, you know, repeat, you know, clients where I see them all the time. Mm. Um, just, and it's so weird. I thought at first I thought COVID was going to like, I mean, I've been in business 26 years going into my 27th. Um, I thought COVID was going to kill my business. I've done more sessions in the last, when were we allowed to shoot? Like maybe July I feel like April, May, June, I wasn't allowed to. And then mm. and we got the go ahead. We can do outdoor socially distanced, you know, sessions. I've done more July, August, September, October than probably, <laughs> probably in the last year. It's, it's been crazy. And a lot of my clients are first timers that I don't know, you know? Mm. Um, so it's just, it's just even more important that, you know, you know, it, you got to take it seriously. It's yeah. Scary. And that that the main point that you just mentioned too is that it is still possible. Again, I know it's a very regional uh, situation in terms of if you're even legally allowed to, and of when you can shoot or if you can shoot. I know some people in Europe now are not allowed to shoot anymore or have very strict restrictions. But if it's legally possible, there, like you say, there are people who would still like to do it, and it is still very much possible. And as you say, mini sessions are a great way to get new first-time clients. And that's one thing I want to stress too, is to take it as seriously as possible because you never know how the client is feeling. So it, even if as a photographer or a few of your clients are like, ah, hey, whatever, let's risk it. You might have clients who are watching very closely how detailed you are about safety precautions. And that might be their first and last time if they don't see you 
pump the hand sanitizer before their shoot or something. So uh, you got to remember about that too, photographers. It's not, you also have to think of what your clients, especially if you're dealing with younger kids. I know it doesn't affect younger kids as much, thank God. But right. come on, if you talk about babies, newborns, or two or three or four or five year olds, forget it. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, you know, I got a two and a half year old, so I'm still worried that they're not, they're not going to find something out about it being terrible for kids or something and an eight year old. So yeah. Yeah. Be very, very careful, even if it's going beyond what you might kind of personally think or a lot of your clientele might think, because you never know the next client what they're thinking. Yeah. Well, um, just, just, to, just to add on that a little bit, and it's funny because this was this is my next um, podcast topic, whatever, is, you know, kind of like the art of saying no. So what I feel like is is kind of funny. It's almost it's not like um, uh, reverse psychology. It's that's not the right word. Mm -hmm. Feel like the more I put my foot down, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do, you know, you know, whether it be like, oh, you're going to edit, you know, someone said, you know, brought a bunch of dogs on their photo shoot, you're going to edit out all the leashes, right? I'm like, no, I'm not going to edit out all the leashes. Dogs are on leashes. Like, first of all, it would cut into my profit, which I don't want it to cut into my profit. <laughs> but like, no, I'm not going. I'm just, I'm not going to edit that out. Dogs wear leashes. It's fine. It just means they're safe, and it's. Hmm an uncommon thing. You know I mean? They're not wearing space boots. Like they're wearing <laughs> collars and leashes. You know, if you don't want the collar to get a cute collar or get a bandana, whatever. And she ended up getting a cute bandana that matched her daughter's, you know, um, but same thing with COVID. So I feel like the more that I say no, and the more that I'm firm about what I will do and what I will not do. Um, I feel like my clientele went up like two notches because I don't know, like people view me now as like, She's like, she's so exclusive <laughs> that like, I just have to follow every, you know, and I feel like if you're like, I'm not going to wear a mask, it's fine. It's good. You know, you can trust me, you know, like that kind of a thing. I feel like that almost sets up. Oh, so this is going to be cheap. Mm. So, well, I'm not going to pay $500 because she doesn't care about, you know, any of these policies or, you know, she's so lenient and lax and whatever. I feel like the more strict I am about guidelines and how things will run, you will stay in your car. You will stay six feet away. I'm going to be this way. I'm going to wear a mask the whole time. I feel like people are like, oh, this is going to be worth it because it's it's very, um, I don't know, not regimented. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of fun. I mean, we're still talking about, you know, poopies and like boogers and <laughs> things that make kids laugh, you know, but I feel like parents kind of view it, view the experience as mm. a more um, expensive and um, perceived value, you know, of like, yeah. this is, you know, she knows what she's doing. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to pay the fee because she's, and I feel like the, the photographers that are kind of like, Oh, I don't care, you know, just do whatever. And it just, it kind of like, it brings your value down or it just, mm. it, doesn't make you look as professional and as i think for me personally what you said a few seconds ago that that it shows that you know what you're doing i think that's a big oh, thing and i think it <laughs> i think it does when you have kind of the set guidelines and kind of everything laid out it shows because you you kind of almost have to have experience if you have it laid out to it and, and so like you know what's going to happen and the flip side of that when people i just kind of thought about this now and i'm just speaking of myself but when somebody says to you like oh it's okay whatever do what you want it's almost like, I don't know, I don't care. Like there's that, I don't know part of it too. Like, I don't really know what you should do. I don't care. But when you lay out the guidelines, you're like, no, do this. Cause I know it's going to be bad if you don't. Like it gives that sense of, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And that professionalism 
That's that's a really good point, Kirsten. It's a yeah. really good point. So, so Jenny, Jenny just responded. My eyes kind of went down because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, am I supposed to be reading these comments and make sure or whatever? So the first 10 years that I did business, I never upsold anything. If my images, if I was giving, you know, $150 for five images, I would pick out the best five and give them the best five. I am not the type of photographer that um, over delivers. I think that's a recipe for disaster because I know, I know a few people that will be like, well, last time I got 20 and this time I got 17. Like, how come I, you know, I, I, what I say I'm going to give, I'm going to give. So then since starting the group, since starting my group, um, and I just made the group because I, at the time, a couple of years ago, there wasn't really a, a group for it. Now there's a few, but um, real, I mean, upselling is like upsell, upsell, upsell is like, you know, people talk about it all the time. So I was like, yeah, I should start doing that. So what I do now is I, you know, I might take 20 or 30 pictures. If I'm promising five, I might take 30 in the time. And I make watermarked galleries, like with the big, I have a big X, you know, respect my work and do not copy Kirsten Spence photography. Thanks you, whatever. And I make their gallery, they can pick their five and then it's, you know, $20 each additional digital image, let's say, or um, actually my prints and my digitals for mini sessions are the same price. And I still have, I still get people pay $20 for a five by seven, even though it's like, well, you can get the digital. <laughs> it's fine. Um, anyway, but I have people like my back to school session, it was meant to be like life touch or like we have O'Connor studios that literally click, click next, 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 because my school's not doing school photos. So I did that. And I was just thinking, you know, if, if parents have, you know, the frame that has like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, you know, they're going to want a nice headshot, you know, and then each family ended up getting like between probably like 10 and 14 pictures I was like, holy smokes, I was just like, I wasn't even doing like this wasn't. I walked into my back to school sessions kind of like giving back, you know, I just did very, very inexpensive, you know, just headshots right outside of my studio. There's a brick wall. They were just leaning up against the brick wall. And I was like, click, 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 click. As much as I could get done in five minutes, you know, I mean, like one serious, one smiling, you know, lean your head this way, lean your head this way. And parents would just buy them all. And it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting, I definitely was not expecting that. I don't, I think, let's just say I did 30, I think, I, yeah, let's just say I did 30 families for back to school, all of them up, upsold, all of them, hmm. every single one. So I was like, yes, <laughs> I didn't expect that. So um, top tips for upselling, um, just make all your photos fantastic. Um, I did a mini session, um, like a video tutorial uh, that was on sale a couple months ago, whatever. I can do a lot in five minutes. I can do a lot in five minutes. So if all your poses are slightly different, you know, hands on the hips, cross your arms, do this, do this. If they're all slightly different like that, the parent, I feel like is more apt to be like, oh, I just, I want them all. I can't decide. They're all so cute. Whereas if, if they're all similar, then I can definitely pick out my best one and leave the rest um, and, and have those poses in your in your head. You know, I started um, saying really funny things to get genuine, just like laughter. I don't even care if you're looking at the camera, if you're looking away and laughing. Those have just been some of my favorite pictures lately. 
Um, so just even in the five minute time slot, or if you have like a 10 minute time slot, the more variety that you can get, I feel like the more apt clients are going to upsell. But like I mentioned before, I want to start offering folio. And I think folio boxes are so much fun because you can just throw them all in the box, even if you don't get around to wall art, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like maybe you're not around to printing a, you know, 24 by 36 canvas to have it all, you know, just in a, in a box in one place where you can, like we were talking about before, just the tangible part of it. Yeah. If you, but you have to tell clients, you know what you want? You're going to want a keychain. I have a keychain for every year and I had to like separate them. So I looked like Schneider from one day at a time, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like I'd like 700, you know, things on my keychains or whatever. But Ever since my kids were three, I have my daughter's dance picture on one side and my son's athletic sport picture since they were three. Wow. So now this year, they're 16 and 17. Um, he'll be 18 this weekend. But um, I have my keys like by my camera bag. I'm like, you need one of these. Oh, yeah. It's probably my best seller. Absolutely. I'm going to just give me one second. I'm going to come out of frame. And uh, it's, you're mentioning a folio box, as you say, it's a great compliment for a mini session. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of show one off here because this is actually included in our mini session promo as well. So you can get something like this. I'm some obsessed. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, these are matted versions, but you can also get board mounted. And then like Kirsten says, they can just throw them all into the nice box and they can close it if they don't want to see it, put it away. And as you see, you can also have a USB there as well, but you don't have to. And again, this is involved in this mini sessions promo we talked about earlier, 45% off for client orders. There is a link to the uh, promo at the top of the chat. Feel free to click on that and check it out. And um, one thing I wanted to ask you, you were talking about the poses. What are some, you mentioned the, the looking away and the laughing was a good one. Are there some other poses that you try to get out of you know, school-aged uh, clients when you're in the mini session trying to get them through? What are some other poses that you like to elicit out of out of the kids? Okay, so lately, I feel like the trend now in photography are prompts mm -hmm. to elicit, you know, um, certain poses that you want. So one thing I do, like if I'm doing a sibling shot, I'll be like, okay, so before we get going, can you look at each other and, and check each other for boogers? Because I don't want to be editing out boogers. So check each other's noses. So they'll look at each other, but they're laughing because they're looking for boogers, right? Mm -hmm. But they're kind of look at each other. And, you know, at first it might be some of this, you know, but then after a minute, they're going to be kind of giggling and, and looking at each other and laughing. And that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite poses all the time. I think because uh, growing up, my mom had a picture and it was like one of those like traveling photographers that went to the department stores and whatever. But my brother and I are just looking at each other. We're not laughing. We're not smiling. We're just nose to nose looking at each other, but you can, it sparks a connection. It sparks, mm -hmm. you know, that as a mom, you know what I mean? It's just like, Oh my gosh, I love this. You know um, you know, it's, it's nice to have the, the, the portrait of them looking and smiling they're connecting with the viewer. I like when they're connecting with each other. Hmm. So I, I always do that. I always get at least one picture where they're interacting, looking at each other mm -hmm. is, is a lot of fun. Um, I had a repeat client 
where we were kind of laughing about their picture from 10 years ago because now you know they're so different now they're so big you know the, the little boy was two and now he's 12 and I had them recreate a pose from a long time ago and then I and then I put them side by side in a little template you know I put them side by side uh for everyone on Facebook and then it's like you know a bunch of people are like I want to do that you know and it's like okay well you know yeah let's do it so it's one of those things where it's nice having repeat clients because you can do fun stuff like that you know or Oh, remember last year we did this? Let's do that again. Cause then you can kind of like, you know, if it's this pose, you know, you can do the same pose like when they're two, when they're seniors in high school. I have a you know, yeah, I, um, I had a I did a little uh preschool graduate, so she was like five in her little cap and gown outfit, and her poses, I mean, she was a she was a nut anyway, but the poses were so funny, the mom's like, we have got to circle back her senior year and recreate all these poses, you know, um, at 18. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. I'll just check me out of my nursing home. Cause I'll probably be like, you know, <laughs> like a hundred years old by then. But, um, but it was, it was, it was funny, but yeah, I, I give prompts all the time. Um, I did a, a girl senior photo and her boyfriend wanted to jump in a couple. So I, said, you know, jump on her back, you know, give her, give her a piggyback ride, but I want you to spin her around. And then I want you to make your hair, you know, I want you to throw your hair around almost like you're going to fly off. And so they did. And the picture is like, oh my gosh, the picture is like probably one of my favorites of 2020 because it just, it's not the typical posed, boring shot. Um, and they're both laughing, you know what I mean? Cause she like, you know, she, he probably mm. dropped her and like, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like I love when kids are whispering in each other's ears, like, you know, whisper in the ear um, something really funny. And then you're going to just laugh and laugh and laugh, even if it's something stupid, like the word, you know, potato. And then you're going to go. <laughs> you know. um, but I did a mini session of four adult children, 18, between 18 and 25, whatever. I'm like, all right, now you're going to you know stand together. And on the count of three, you're going to look at your favorite sibling. One, two, three. But then they're kind of like. <sighs> so funny the picture was so awesome because it's they're laughing and they're you know kind of like the connection they're not all looking in one place although they totally were because one was clearly a favorite <laughs> but the picture was so fun and it just gets them in the mood that this is going to be fun you know yeah that's great so finding ways to emote these emotions like with the verbal prop prompts oh that's 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 fantastic advice and i wanted to ask you um Generally speaking, for your mini sessions, how much time are you giving, you know, the clients? Is it like a 10 minute window? Is it a 15 minute window? Is it um, I give about about 15, about mm. 15 minutes. Um, but then you're going to want, you know, like at least five minutes in between, either if you're sanitizing, if you're washing your hands, um, you have to stay hydrated. <laughs> I made that mistake one time where I like literally started like hallucinating after like 10 hours. <laughs> I didn't have anything to drink. I was like, um, and now like all the public potties are closed down. So you have to take that into consideration. <laughs> when I did my fall mini shoots, I was like, I just booked like 15 families in one day and there's no potties at the lake. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Luckily I didn't have to go potty, but, um, but you got to take consideration of that, like giving yourself an hour in between, like maybe from 12 to one, you know, it's bad light anyway. So run, go potty, mm -hmm. something, drink a little something. Um, 
But I usually do about 15 minutes with our, with about five minutes in between. Okay. I'm going to kind of segue, and uh, I want to mention too, actually, Jenny, thank you for the question. And audience, if you have any other questions throughout the live, don't hesitate to post them in the chat. I am periodically checking in, so I will catch them, or Kirsten will catch them as well. Of course, I have my own questions, but we're here for you too. So if you have something, don't hesitate to pop it in there, and we will be sure to address it. And speaking of having questions, I want to kind of segue into that topic of being prepared and you talked about the poses and you gave That's some great favorite. ideas of things that you do for the poses for the mini sessions. Are those things that just come to you at the moment of each mini session or do you kind of go in knowing, okay, these are the three or four poses I'm going to get. And what are some other ways that photographers can be prepared going into mini sessions or any other kind of shoot for that matter? Or anything. Mm -hmm. I have a plan for everything. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm doing a senior, I mean, obviously I will go and I have them send like send me like Pinterest boards and stuff. So if there's any must have poses, I don't want to miss anything. Um, and, and sometimes I can walk into a session blind, but I've also been doing this for 26 years, you know. So if I have, you know, if I'm doing, you know, a senior girl that wants to be at the lake, you know, like, OK, I, I got this. You know, what I mean, I don't oh. to map out everything. Um, but when I do. Um, Certain things, I have a plan. You have to have a plan. You have to stay on task. Um, and even like, even when I'm shooting newborns, I will literally have my phone next to me. And I'm just honest with the parents. I'm like, you know what? I have an album with like, you know, five poses I really want to try. Um, and I've put them into a workflow that makes sense as far as like transitioning the baby. Um, I, you're going to see me look at my phone periodically um, I'm not texting. I'm like, I'm literally, I want to stay on task. I want to not forget anything. And if you're honest with them, I mean, if, if a photographer said that to me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, by all means, you know, I don't want you to forget anything either, <laughs> you know? Um, so I have, I have a plan for everything. And a lot of it, I think comes with experience, but a lot of it also is like we mentioned before, you know, if, if you're in the beginning of a, of a, of a mini marathon a mini session marathon where you have like you know 15 families on the way you know today's the day and you open up your camera bag and you have like one battery that's three quarters of the way full that's not going to be fun you know and you may or may not have someone that can come to your rescue you know if you're in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere that doesn't have an address and how do you get someone to um you know, some of that might come with experience, but some of it comes with you just you have to have a you have to have a, a checklist to just go down. Like I was saying, you have you know, I have I have literally 30 memory cards in my camera bag. Who knows? <laughs> you never know, you know. So I have that I shoot on two card slots. Both my both my card slots in my camera are filled. I had someone in my Facebook group. Um one memory card, she filled it, she put it in her back pocket, put a second one in, kept going, and lost the memory card that was in her pocket. She has no idea how it fell out. There was probably 15 families. And I was like, well, didn't you shoot on two cards? No. Mm. She had two card slots, but only put one card in thinking, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then she filled it up, took it out, put it, changed it, 
lost the card. Or can you imagine if it's in your your back pocket? <laughs> like I'm not like an overly sweaty person, but I don't want <laughs> I don't want my memory card, you know, close to my butt, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then, you know, who knows? I mean, the little those things are fragile. Memory cards, if you look at a memory card up close, they are fragile. You know, I have one of those cases with the little slots you put them in. Um, you got to take care of those puppies. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes I'll just stick one in my bra in a second and then I'll, and then I'll take a deep breath and I'm like, you know what? Hang on a second. I filled up a memory card. I need to go put this away. Clients are fine with it. You know, I think you get nervous that you just keep the fast pace up and you'll just stick it in your pocket or stick it in your bra. What if, mm -hmm. you know, all you got to do is lose one and you'll never do that again, but you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to do that anyway. So think of the worst case scenario. And then how can you avoid that? You know, I bring a couple lenses with me. What, what if you drop a lens? What if you, what if a lens just stops focusing? What if? Yeah. And what are you going to do? You're in the middle of nowhere and you might not have time to like be, be calling people, you know, <laughs> and I would say from a client's perspective, like from a client perspective, as you had said, if you would say to me, look, I need to put this away to make sure it's safe. That's okay. But if you say, uh, I don't know what to do. This broke and I got nothing left. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. And, and the other thing with the memory card, if you're a client and you say like, Oh, uh, if you tell them, Oh, give me a second, let me put this away safely. Then you're like, okay, good. She'll take care of our photos too. But if you're just like throwing it in there and then the client's like, is that what they're going to do with our photos? <laughs> like, am I going to get a phone call in two weeks? Sorry, lost your photos. <laughs> like, so that's, that's good for many different reasons to show that, you know, the preparation to show that dedication. In, in my prep guide, and there's a question I want to answer. So in my, in my prep guide, it literally says I shoot on two memory cards. I back up to three locations. Um, it says all these things. Um, I just did in my fall mini sessions, I did a 15 year old with his uh, German shepherd, you know, and I had recognized mom. I'm like, when's the last time I shot this kid? Cause I picture him, you know, and she's like, he was five. So he was five. The last time I took his picture. Now he's 15, you know, he's six feet tall. He has this big German shepherd, you know, hmm. And I went back 10 years to 2010 on the external hard drive. And I pulled up his pictures and I was like, oh my God, like all the memories of like, oh, I remember this kid. Cause he would be like, you know, for a little five-year-old boy, but he was all about, he would have stayed there all day posing for me. <laughs> so uh, I took my phone and just took a picture, a screenshot or not a screenshot, but a, just a picture of the back of my monitor. Cause I have to make sure it's crappy quality. <laughs> because <laughs> hard to say, you know. But I was like, I remember this five-year-old boy. I remember him, you know? And she, and she burst into tears and she's like, when I relocated with the military, they, you know, they packed up from Massachusetts, went to Texas, all their stuff was delivered except for one box, which was all of her framed prints and photo albums and everything lost. And it never occurred to her to message me to say, Hey, do you still have these pictures? And she's like, they're from 2010. I'm like, I have 2006 to 2020, you know, at my fingertips and before that in my attic there's negatives but i'm not going to go <laughs> but, um but in my in my prep guide it says i'm as long as i'm living your photos are safe with me and it's funny because even after i'm dead i have um two photographers that know my 
methodology that if something happens to me, they will swoop in, take my memory cards and delegate the pictures where they need to go. Huh. So I am prepared. <laughs> I am. Pre so when that Kathy asked, how do I gain confidence before each session? So confidence comes for me. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but confidence comes if I know I'm going in prepared. When I'm going in all willy nilly, that's when I feel like I'm going to have diarrhea in my pants, to be honest with you. So nobody likes that. So if you go in confident that, okay, I have enough memory cards. I have like four full batteries in my camera bag. I have uh, a charger with me. I have two lenses with me. I have two memory cards in my camera. Um, and also sometimes I will literally have a piece of paper and I will do full body, headshot, personality pose. And that comes from working at the <laughs> this place at the mall I used to work at when I was 20. Um, but they had a list that you had to go down, full body, headshot, personality pose. Um, uh, I take a serious one that sometimes I'll make black and white just because I love the nice, serious, kind of more classic portrait. Um, so if you go in with a plan that's rock solid, I feel like you're confident because you can, you can, you know, whatever curveballs get thrown at you, you can just confidently say, oh, I just used up my memory card. Let me go grab a new one. Or, oh my gosh, I just killed my battery after 10 clients. Let me go swap that out. Hang on a second. I feel like when you're not prepared is when, or being prepared and your confidence, I feel like are kind of hand in hand. Um, because it's not, you know, there's not really a what if. If there's a, oh, what, what if I fill up a memory card? Well, then you have another memory card. Okay, well, what if, what if I drop my lens and it breaks? Okay, well, I have another lens. It might not be like I have my 70 to 200 I shoot with and I have my 24 to 70 in my camera bag. It's not my favorite lens, but it's it'll work and I can get through the session and clients don't care. They probably think it's all the same anyway. Um, so, and like I said, with my newborn session, I go in with a plan. I don't think there's anything wrong with even with mini sessions. If either have a phone or print out, you know, like an eight by 10 with wallet sized little posing ideas and kind of like glance over. I, everyone has brain farts. I definitely do where I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute, did I, did I do this pose? You know, but having a little cheat sheet, I think is totally fine. And I, and I'm upfront with everything. I'm like, Hey, I got this cheat sheet. So I'm going to make sure I get all these poses and parents love it because they, they want all the poses. They don't want you to forget that, um, you know, that, you know, you might forget the, the awesomest shot and you might get forgotten. They like, you know, like that I'm staying on track and I'm, you know, it's keeping me paced, you know, mm -hmm. in the session. Um, oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say too, that uh, don't forget that you can check out more from Kirsten and her group on Facebook, mini sessions, inspiration and Photoshop education where there's also a community of over 24,000 members. So you will be able to converse with some other photographers to ask them how else you can prepare yourself if you're a photographer who might be new and kind of unsure of what exactly it means to be prepared. That's a great place. Mini session inspiration and Photoshop education group Facebook by Kirsten Spencer to learn more. About how and, to I have, and I have to add, if I can plug this, if not, yes, please. I'm going to wing it anyway, because I don't think you can delete it. Cause <laughs> so I also um, uh, 
inspired from that group, I now have a YouTube channel, Kirsten PG1. Um, oh, thank you. Um, so I have a YouTube channel where um, uh, tips and tricks with Photoshop and how to um, know how to do different things. And also uh, I have my podcast, which is Sleeping on the Job podcast. And we talk about mini sessions a lot. Either I, you know, I interview people that do, like I said, mini sessions all year, like 12 mini sessions a year, like every month is a different theme. Um, and, you know, how to, how to be profitable. You know, we talk about mini sessions a lot on the podcast. So um, it's a lot of fun. You can check that out. Absolutely. And as you Not see somebody... So as you see, somebody from our company is tuning in. So uh, I'm sure they will do their best to try and find uh, that platform and link it as they did with your Facebook group. And if your Facebook group is also hot linked in the description of this event uh, yeah. as well. Um, I, just, um, I just had a thought pop into my head that I didn't touch on that I think is the most. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you take away nothing from the last 44 minutes and 42 seconds, <laughs> this is the most, most important thing. And I sound like a broken record in the group because I feel like we talk about this all the time. The only way that you're going to be profit profitable doing mini sessions, the only way, and I say this and I emphasize the only way, you have to get it right in camera. And I can't stress that enough. Um, I have people that do mini set like indoor mini sessions with the, you know, fancy fabric backgrounds and the flooring and the whole nine yards, and they'll they'll want to cheap out and get like the five by seven backdrop, but then they'll have like five kids and they'll be like, you know, two feet on either side of like their back wall showing through. And it's like, Oh, how do I extend this backdrop? Like I literally, like, I have to be like, Oh, <laughs> let me, let me count to 10 before I respond. So if you pay yourself to edit, if you pay yourself to edit, you do not want to be fixing your photos. I don't care if it's inside or outside. You want to meter to zero. You want your white balance to be as accurate as possible. So you can batch edit. Like I can literally batch edit my photos and and here in all I need to like fix is the one zit that's on someone's face. You know, it's like click, there's your image. Because it's perfect straight out of camera. If you have to extend the backdrop, and I do this for dance too. I had someone um, a couple of years ago, my backdrop for dance is 16 feet by 20 feet. So I can have a dancer leap in the air with her arms out, <laughs> out wide, doing the biggest leap and jump you've ever seen. And the background literally goes up to the ceiling and to each wall on either side. So there's pretty much nothing they can do that the backdrop won't have it be covered. So I had a friend and, and it was $600, my backdrop. And that's not even the most expensive I've seen. So I had a friend of mine, her first year doing dance photos. Oh, I don't wanna spend $600. So she got sheets. <laughs> she got king size sheets and put one this way and one this way. And then she had 15 girls doing this. She had to cut and mask the backdrop between every finger because the backdrop covered like 10% of the, of the, of the pose, you know? So she ended up spending probably 5,000 hours editing. I'm like, okay, so you made $2,000 profit, but you edited for 5,000 hours. So like, I'm not a mathematician or anything, but I'm pretty sure you made negative dollars. 
and 30% of those negative dollars go to taxes. And my dance photos, and I have videos, I, and actually I timed it last year. I edit my dance photos four seconds a picture. Legit. And the only reason it's four seconds is because there's a rip, like the size of a quarter, on the dead center of the floor. Um, I'm sure some girl probably, I don't know, their tap shoe or something just ripped it like 15 years ago. And it's actually perfect because the older girls, I can be like, all right, put your put your standing foot on the rip and then kick your other leg so that I don't have to edit it at all. Um, but the little kids that are a little bit more squirmy, there's a little rip at the bottom of every single picture. So I batch edit them all. And then I'm literally like, I use the little healing tool, click, 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 click. And I just go right through. No editing, no editing at all. So, um, okay, I have a good question to that. A good answer to that one too. Um, so anyway, so my point is if you get it right in camera, if I charge $10 for an image, that's $10 in my pocket because I'm not gonna edit you know what I mean? I'm, it's going to be literally beautiful. I might batch edit and bump up the, you know, bump up the contrast plus five. <laughs> um, but that's all I have to do. It's just, it's that quick. If you are doing mini sessions, I don't care what you're charging. If it's $25 or it's $125, but if you have to edit 15 minutes, every single picture, you have to do your cost of doing business. You have to think, what did I profit? How many hours am I editing? And you have to really do the math and ask yourself, are you okay working with $4 an hour? If you're okay working for $4 an hour, great. Um, I never want to make, like, I want to make closer to $50 an hour. That's kind of my goal because that's what I make at my other job. So I, I, you know, if I'm not going to make $50 an hour, I'm kind of like, well, why am I doing this? Because I have my other job. So, you, you know, you have to figure out in a way how much am I actually making? If you're not making minimum wage, why are you doing this? You know, no one wants to make less than minimum wage and no one wants to work for negative money, you know, at all. That's not fun. So favorite ways to bring in more customers. Okay, so um, when I have clients reach out to me wanting to book a session, you can literally say, you know what's, you know what's funner? Coming with a best friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, I have, I have two spots back to back. Why don't you see if your sister-in-law wants to come with her kids? You know, um, there's ways to kind of bring in more people. It's more fun. Like years ago, I used to, um, with seniors and I don't anymore because I'm, <laughs> I'm so busy as it is. I don't want more business. I have enough that I can handle right now. Um, but years ago, we used to have like senior session portrait parties where they would bring like five friends and I would get a couple shots of the five friends together and then like, let's just say, okay, we're gonna lean up against this brick wall. Friend number one, two, three, four, five. Okay, now we're gonna go over by this bush and we're gonna sit on the ground. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. And so they all get like a similar experience, but it's fun. They know what to do. And you know, there's always laughter. There's you know genuine smiles because they're all trying to get each other to smile. And then I would just, so my session fee at the time for seniors was $150. And I would be like, all right, now it's only 125 for each of you. You all get a price cut because in the same amount of time, you know, there, there's more of you, you know, so it's not undivided attention. Now we're splitting it between, you know, five people. You don't want to do, you know, go crazy. You know, you don't want 15 kids, but like five kids is fun. Um, my son is a senior and I, I, he brought three friends with him. 
and uh, it was fun. It was fun. I got a shot of them together, you know, and they, I think they put each other at ease. So the more genuine smiles because they had each other. It wasn't just like, yeah, so I'm with my best friend's mom and <laughs> how fun, you know, I mean, definitely I got a lot, a lot, it was a lot more fun. I got a lot more natural smiles. Um, but bringing in customers, you can just say like, you know, you know, oh, if you're, you know, if you refer someone to book a session, I'll give you a you know free five by seven. Or I used to do um, little promos like that to kind of spread the word. Um, now I just, I'll just, I'll just put it out there, you know, ask a bunch of friends. Um, hey, when I post my mini session ad, would you mind sharing it onto your page? We have a, um, uh, in the town in Massachusetts, my town here, whatever, we have a, a merchant group. So it's all the businesses on Main Street kind of like support each other. So every time I post anything, they literally, they'll just share it onto their pages. Um, you know, look for your, you know, we have some town pages on Facebook um, where, you know, sometimes I'll share there after the fact, because I have enough regular clients that I usually fill up just from my, my regulars. But if I have a couple spots open, then I will post to the other Facebook groups. But it's also, my daughter keeps reminding me, people under like 30 are not shopping on Facebook. <laughs> so if you're only advertising on Facebook, I think that's a disservice to the younger parents that didn't grow up with MySpace <laughs> or, or Facebook. Um, they might not be on Facebook or following you know, that kind of thing. So it's important to do other avenues. Um, I also have a business and personal Instagram account. So I do that um, more often, but I'll have my friends, children share stuff on, you know, their Snapchat story, which I don't even know what that is. Um, don't even, I don't even know TikToks. So I don't even know if that's even a, a thing to advertise, but it's hit the clients, you know, with young children that are mm. most likely not on Facebook. Okay. Wow. So many great uh, tips there, Kirsten. And that was a great question uh, from Kunigunda as well as uh, Kathy from before as well. Um, yeah, so get your word out there. Get it everywhere. And like you said, make sure you hit all the big ones and maybe even more because not everybody is in the same place. Uh, there are some age breakdowns. And you mentioned TikTok. That is a big thing. and It is growing and growing. So. It would, it would to our listeners out there. If you're not sure what it is, it might benefit you to just read up a little bit on it and maybe pass it on to somebody younger to take care of. But it's definitely an up and comer as well. Um, as much as they might be trying to ban it in the US, it's it's there and it's not going anywhere. Right. Um, I want to come because you went into the topic of be, uh, getting it right, uh, the photos right. And I was gonna, I wanted to get there too. And you talked about the backdrops, which is great. What are some other ways that photographers can make sure that they get it right, particularly maybe when it comes to mini sessions where backgrounds and backdrops might be changing or they might be natural and not something that you buy? What are some other ways that photographers can make sure to get the photos right in the camera the first time? Okay, so this this comes up a lot in my group too. So let's just say you have a five by seven backdrop and it is what it is and your mini sessions are tomorrow and it's too late to get an eight by 10 or whatever, eight by 12 or whatever. So one thing that I, that I suggest is maybe put your backdrop, another backdrop stand above it and hang curtains on the side and then kind of 
feather out the curtains because that'll buy you maybe two extra feet on each side. Um, if it's a Christmas holiday kind of a setting, maybe get two Christmas trees to put on the edge that can buy you another couple feet on each side. Um, figure something out. I don't care. Figure it out. <laughs> Picture and then look at the back of your camera and you can see your wall. You're going to be editing that out in a billion pictures. Or maybe shoot with a 50 millimeter, not a not a wide angle, like shoot with if you have space, shoot with a 50 because I know that'll pull in a little bit. Um, that's definitely an option. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I don't want to irritate anyone, <laughs> but one of my biggest pet peeves is when the backdrop and the floor drop um, are different. Like one has white and then one has wood or something like that, where it's like, well, that doesn't really make sense, you know? So someone in the group just yesterday posted, um, you know, how do I line up? There's hardwood on the backdrop and I have hardwood on the floor, but like the, the planks are going, you know, different directions and it doesn't look natural. So one thing that you should just definitely do with every single backdrop floor drop you have, cover the seam up with real props. So if you have, you know, a Christmas backdrop and a wood floor, one way to hide the seam is wrap a couple presents and get a couple lanterns and maybe a couple teddy bears and just kind of place them just along the seam because now it's a little bit more three-dimensional. I mean, it's supposed to look three-dimensional anyway, um, but it'll look a little bit more three-dimensional and it's a quick cheat because now you don't have to edit the seam between the backdrop and the floor drop. Um, the one that she had was a beautiful kind of like boho looking Christmas. And I'm like, get, and the, the backdrop had, I think it was from um, Fancy Fabric, um, who I love Erin, so I'll, po I'll give her a shout out. But um, it had like craft paper with like some kind of like linen bow. Easy. Craft paper is like a dollar for a roll of it, you know. Wrap some presents, put some bows with a tag. On the tag, you can even put, you know, in Photoshop, you can customize. I love doing that kind of thing. Um, adding the little, um, I call it holiday magic or something like that. Things that the, the, the parents didn't even expect. Um, but on some of the presents, I make sure the tag is showing. And then in Photoshop, I can put, you know, to Sarah from Santa and I'm Sarah, you know, <laughs> I kind of personalizes it a little bit and it's, it's a nice touch and it takes one second, you know, um, but just covering up the seam and then blending the backdrop. So when you take your picture with your camera, it's digital. It's not film people. It's digital. You take a picture, you look at it. If you can see something that you're going to have to edit, you need to just quickly rethink okay, how can I extend the backdrop? How can I make, you know, if their heads are close to the top, you can just stand up a little bit. So you're shooting a little bit down, you know, um, and make sure you're square on. That's another thing. When you're shooting at an angle onto a backdrop and then the, the horizon line goes like this, you know, um, but just little things. And it's, you know, it's, there's digit, it's, we're all shooting digital here. So there's no excuse for these, for these issues, but your goal your goal in your brain is to not have to fix anything, not have to Photoshop anything, not have to fix anything, enhance something. Great. If you're fixing something and then making the tag cute and do this and that other thing. And I just tell people dollar per hour, dollar per hour. I do the dollar sign slash HR like all the time in threads or 
when a photographer is like, oh, help, I've been staring at this all day. I need your help. If you've been staring at it all day, now you're making $5 an hour. I don't stare at things all day. Only photographers, you know, photographers notice these things. Parents do not notice these things. Put your mommy goggles on and edit for the parents. You know, make it beautiful, but they're not going to, parents aren't going to notice what photographers notice. So, you know, do the best you can and make it as beautiful as possible and get it right in camera and enhance it a little bit and then send it to its forever home. <laughs> and they're going to love it because that's why they came to you in the first place. Mm -hmm. We hope. <laughs> Great tips that you have, Kirsten. Great tips. And again, if you want to hear more or if you didn't catch something, uh, you can visit Kirsten on her platform, Mini Sessions Inspiration and Photoshop Education, the Facebook group. We have the links to that provided in the chat somewhere in the middle. And also it's hot linked in the description of this event. Also, she mentioned the YouTube channel that she has. And of course, if you miss something now, we will make this uh, live available to watch again later. It'll be on our Facebook fan page basically indefinitely uh but do check out kirsten's facebook group if you do if you're not a part of it yet as you see she is a fountain of valuable knowledge we are kind of loosely talking about mini sessions not only but that's kind of a uh the loose you know thread through this um live and i want to ask you this question with everything that we've talked about mini sessions generally speaking they're kind of not getting the good reputation with photographers why why do you think that is like what is it about mini sessions that give them such a bad reputation even though we've discussed how they can help you get first new clients they can get you good money but you know if you do it right and stuff like that so why is it that mini sessions often make photographers cringe a little bit um, so I heard this quote in a, in a, not in my group, but in, a, in another group. And I say it all the time is people be like, what is this a race to last place? And I'm like, oh, I kind of really like that. So I feel like, you know, like in, like in my town, for example, like if I'm charging 150 for three images, let's just say mm -hmm. the person a block away. Oh, well, I'm going to do 30 images for $5, you know? I mean, and that's like, like legit a thing. <laughs> So people don't figure out their cost of doing business and it makes photographers that need to earn a living. Like I do this, like I, and I say this all the time, like people, people say to me all the time, like, oh, you just have the best job and you know, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. I do. I'm not disputing that. I do have the best job, but my job is hard and my job is not fun. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard work. It's hard work. The fun I feel like comes when I deliver a gallery that I've been very profitable on and the mom starts crying because the images are beautiful. That makes it all worthwhile. But if you think about, you know, trying to get a two-year-old to stand in one place and smile while they're holding their six-month-old sibling, if you think that's fun, <laughs> then maybe we have different definitions of fun. To me, it's fulfilling and it's, but it's hard work and you have to know what you're doing while you're, you know, while you're doing it. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. Um, anyway, but, uh, oh, thank you for that, that, that quote or whatever. Um, so I think, I think it gets a bad rap is because I feel like photographers compete with each other to last place. I'm going to, I'm going to give more and charge less. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to charge less than you and I'm going to give more than you. And it gets to be, cause that's what they're thinking. Like, Oh, mini session. That's what a mini session is. 
That's not what a mini session is. A mini session is just one setup or one theme and clients cycle through the one theme and it's on one day. You can't have a, people are like, I just want a mini session. Well, my fall mini sessions were a month ago. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring all my equipment because I use off camera flash too. I'm not going to bring all my equipment to a location to shoot one per one person. That's profitable at all. And I feel like um, photographers don't have guidelines. Like they let the clients call the shots. And then it just, um, to me, it just, it, it turns into a mess. And sometimes I just cringe, like, you know, you're not profitable, like, you know, and a, and a lot of times the people with that mentality are not legal businesses. So then you're that into the mix, which we don't even need to, we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to touch on. But there's lots of things, you know, there's lots of things that give it a bad rap. So, but there are photographers out there. There's a gal probably half an hour from me. Um, she does mini shoots, like literally she'll, like January 1st, she'll list her year's worth of mini sessions, dates, times, everything. And they sell out like that. They start at $495, $495 for like five images or whatever. Her sets are elaborate. I mean, her, you know, her work is beautiful. Her sets are elaborate. Clearly she knows her cost of doing business, which is fantastic. Um, and that is what people aspire to and look up to in the industry. Um, and then when, when people start just putting numbers out there, you know, of like, you know, oh, I'm charging, you know, $20 for a 30 minute session that comes with 15 images. And I'm I'm renting a vintage truck for two hundred dollars. It's like basically like the first, like I said, I'm not a mathematician, but you know, the, like the first fifteen clients you do are just to break even, and then you know, and then before you start even profiting. Hmm. So I think it's the lack of the lack of people figuring out their cost of doing business that kind of give it a bad rap, um, and I feel like people that are are new photographers think mini sessions is the way to go because oh it'll be so easy where I think mini sessions are harder because I would rather do a full session where it's one-on-one -on -one, I can take my time get to know the kids warm up you know sometimes I have to warm up you know and and the clients have to warm up um mini sessions I think are harder than full sessions but I feel like I see a lot of new photographers just jump in and start with mini sessions which is fine hmm. you know their business. But I think when you don't figure out your cost of doing business and you just pull a number out of the air and and then when someone tries to help you figure out your cost of doing business, you get defensive. That's where people are just like <laughs> kind of turns turns people off. It's like, you know, you know, I'm trying to help you here. And, you know, they just they think their way is the right way. And, um, yeah, and I was gonna say, Linda has a nice question in here. Do you ever have different times or prices for your minis? I used to have one price, but now offer two, 20 minutes at $300 and 30 minutes at 400. So I, all my times are the same. Um, and if that works for you, that's awesome. I feel like regardless if it's a six month old or if it's a 15 year old, or if it's a family of four, I feel like I can get what I need to get in 15 minutes, like easily. Um, if, you know, some, so my fall sessions, I had two packages. It was the same amount of time, but they could get, um, I think it was five 
images for $150 or they can buy the whole gallery for $495. And I had, I had a bunch of people this year do the $495 and then they probably got maybe 30, 30, 30 to 50, depending on how aggressively I called <laughs> the session. Um, sometimes I don't call very much at all. But the 495 upsell was awesome for me because I don't have to edit. So literally, you know, maybe there's like one stray hair that cuts across an eye or something like that, that I kind of have to go and clean up a little bit. But I can literally, it takes me 15 minutes. Like once they decide what they're going to do, I can be like, you know, okay, there you go. So it's a pretty, pretty, pretty quick process for me. But, you know, upselling now is my life. And I just think like for like, for like, I don't know, like 15 years, I never ups, upsold anything. And now I'm just like, what was I thinking? It's so, <laughs> but clients also will buy what you show them. They're not going to buy something they don't know exists or something that they don't see. So when I did my Santa sessions last year, I did a Facebook live being like, you know, like, look how cute this is. Oh my gosh. You know, and I just like would show, um, I showed um, my accordion albums, you know, cause I don't think people can visualize how cute they are unless they really see it. Um, you know, with COVID, you don't want people touching and stuff like that. But I, um, I definitely encourage doing a Facebook live on your business page and having all your friends share um, best selling products to upsell easily. Keychains, magnets. Keychains and magnets. Oh my gosh. Um, and I encourage people. So this will be for dance. I'll just, I'll just say for dance. Um, I will encourage people like leading up. I'm like, all right, dance moms that have been dance moms for over 10 years. So, you know, every year the mommy and me is a new crop of dancers, right? New crop of parents, new crop of dancers, unless they have an older child, but whatever. Um, so I will ask the parents that have been in the, in the, in, you know, it being a dance mom for over 10 years, show the new moms your favorite, favorite things. And so uh, this one mom, I love her. It was a love hate thing. <laughs> so I've been shooting this dance school for like, at the time, like, let's just say 13 years. She took a picture of her refrigerator that had her daughter, three-year-old, three-year-old, you know, tap ballet, three years old, tap ballet, four-year-old tap ballet five-year-old, tap ballet modern six-year-old, tap ballet modern hip-hop seven-year-old, and her whole entire fridge covered in magnets. Well, that was fantastic until like 10 other mothers, we want to do that. And it took me a billion hours because I only charge $8 for a magnet. <laughs> And, and, you know, if you think about you know, going into your archives where the pictures are all like little thumbnails and I'm like, oh my gosh, who is your kid? <laughs> you know, um, it was, it was, it was very wonderful. And then to see you know, like, okay, let's all share our fridges. You know, <laughs> we're all sharing our fridges with mine because mine, I have a three-year-old dance picture of my daughter and a, and a three-year-old sport picture of my son until, you know, straight on, you know, for the last 15, 16 years. Um, so I give people like that, like, let's all compare our keychains, you know, because like I said, I sell millions of key, I sell so many keychains. It's ridiculous. And then they want me to, they schedule me for a shoot to grab their son. Cause like if their daughter, I have dance on one side, but maybe a different photographer does sports, you know, then I'll, they'll have to hire me to get a shot for their son for the other side. 
but I do threads on Facebook or Instagram or, or like on Facebook and okay, everyone show me, you know, show me your keychains and we'll compare keychains, show me your magnets and we'll compare refrigerators. Um, all right. Who has the biggest canvas of one of my pictures hanging in their house? I, I have a 24, <laughs> so, but it, but it inspires people to be like, Oh my God, I want, I want magnets on my fridge of my kids. I want that. I want a keychain like that, you know? Um, but it's a lot of fun. Like I said, the, the, the accordion albums, I had never really sold, but I'd made one um, just for a sample product out of my um, Santa photos a few years ago. And I, I was even surprised how cute it was. I was like, I was not expecting how cute this is, like to keep in your diaper bag or to keep in your purse or to give grandma or you know just a quick gift for someone. Um, I think if you don't inspire your clients, they're just gonna be like, oh, just give me the digitals and I'll, I'll figure it out later. And they never do. <laughs> they, they get all these digitals, or whatever, and they just sit in their, you know, sit on their computer or whatever. But magnets is something you look at every day. Or like one of the dance moms said, "Oh, I have a drawer just filled with dance photos. So I just throw them in a drawer, and they're all in this drawer." And I'm like, "Well, how about this? Get a folio box." And I showed her. I had a, I had a sample. I said, "Get a folio box, and get you know, get the biggest width." and toss them in there. And then, you know, every six months, or like when you're having a bad day or something, sit down, open up, go through all these pictures and just die. Like, you know, like I look at my daughter's three-year-old picture. Now she's in her 14th year. I look at her three-year-old picture and we like cry laughing. You know, her tongue is, you know, doing her bows. And it's just, it's wonderful. And I feel like, you know, if you inspire to be like, I want that, you know, I, I show them like the little five by five albums for seniors, if you don't want to pay hundreds of dollars for a 12 by 12 album, these little five by five albums are so cute. And you can just put it on your coffee table or put it on your bookshelf and pull it out every once in a while. But you have to get them expired. They're not going to inspired. They're not going to just randomly want to buy something they don't even know you sell or, or that even exists on the planet. I can't agree with you more about that, uh, Kirsten. And you mentioned five by five, but six by six, not too far off. And that is included in our mini sessions promo as well. Six by six or eight by six or six by eight sized album uh, in the two of our collections, creative and exclusive. So perfect size. Like you said, it's the perfect mini, uh, cute little size to compare with mini sessions or anything at all. And again, you get it 45% off now. Perfect for a holiday gift for parents, family, whatever. And yes, I cannot agree with you enough about sitting down for, like you say, a Facebook Live to show off the products that you're trying to sell to drum up the in interest and inspiration, like you said, because they're not going to know. And also this thing, like you said, get your clients involved. That's very powerful, too. That's very powerful as well. It's brilliant, brilliant advice. Um, I'm actually going to throw it out for a last call for any questions from the audience. If you have any more questions, please let us know, but we're going to, uh, otherwise kind of be wrapping it up here with Kirsten. She is such a fountain of knowledge. I know, but if you want to know more, log on and create yourself, a, a get yourself a place, sorry, on her Facebook group and check out her YouTube channel as well. So if you have any questions that you can think of, let us know now we're coming up to the final minutes of this live chat so yes and do yourself the favor again that's a perfect time because we're coming up to the holidays sit down do a facebook live make a short video showing off what you want to uh, sell to your clients print products albums folio boxes triplexes okay is another great product included in a promo board where you can also put three images together if you want to do a change over time kind of a thing that's a great way to do it 
as well. Uh, Kirsten, I want to ask you kind of my last question for you, if there's nothing left from the audience, is um, speaking of being prepared, going forward now kind of into uh, 2021, uh, what do you kind of see being the situation for the future in 2021? What are some things that photographers can do now to prepare themselves for the coming year of 2021? Well, for me personally, what I like to do, because, you know, people always talk about that uh, photography is a saturated market. And it is. I mean, even in even in my small town, there's only I mean, maybe 10,000 people in my town, let's just say. And there's probably 7000 photographers. So what's going to make you stand out from the next guy? What is going to make your business different from the guy across the street? I'm always, always, always trying to um, not only stay one step ahead, but give an I mean, I like to give an experience. A lot of people come to me for me, I think, even if I took horrible pictures, I feel like they just have such a fun time um, at my sessions that they keep coming back. Um, uh, at the beginning of COVID, what I started doing, I started doing some then and now um, little templates where it was like a baby picture and then send me a picture of what your kid looks like now. So I would use my newborn picture and then they would send me, like I said, um, I had some 13 year olds where I'm like, Oh my God, how is this possible? Um, or vice versa. I would have the, a senior photo that I did and have mom send me their baby photo. Or sometimes it was both. I took both pictures or I would do a dance theme. I would put the little three-year-old dancer and then the 12 year old dancer side by side. So I started doing those things. And it's one of those things where I'm not going to create something using another photographer's image. I'm going to create something, you know, I, I, I just, even if they have printing rights or they have rights to use the digital images, I don't want to advertise like someone else's photography. I want to mm. add my own photography. So I have so many clients that just come to me exclusively that I can do things like that. I can show a baby picture and then, you know, a teenager, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is the same kid. Holy smokes. So I offer things that other people don't. Like I said, putting their name on a tag, no one else, I don't know if any of the photographers in my town Photoshop, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I try to do little customized things where they're like, oh my gosh, how cute is that? I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cute. I guess you got a book with me if you want, <laughs> if you want that done or whatever. So going forward into 2021 is, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, this guy is imitating me, everything I do, they're copying me. So, so strive to be unique, you know, strive to do things that they couldn't copy if they wanted to, you know, um, you know, find your super secret, awesome location that not a lot of people know about, or, you know, make a prop that the next guy doesn't have or add something in Photoshop. Uh, I just did a four-year-old's birthday and she wanted her magic wand in every picture. And I, I ended up bribing her to let me use the magic wand in a couple. <laughs> let me use it on you, you know, um, just so it's not in every picture, but she definitely wanted it in every picture. So in a couple of the pictures, I added the little overlay of the wand, like little sparkle that comes out of a wand, you know? And, uh, and she was like, oh my gosh, or I did that. I had a little boy for Halloween in a Spider-Man costume and he's doing this in the picture. And I found a web 
going like coming out of his hands. And I added that. And so the mom gets the picture and the little boy looks at it and he goes, I don't even remember it doing that. <laughs> he was so excited. He's like, wow. And, and I, and I, and I did warn him though. I said, you know, it's probably invisible web, but I bet it'll show up on my camera. Maybe, I don't know. Cause it's definitely invisible to you and it's invisible to mom, but sometimes my camera can capture that. And it was hysterical. He was like, wow. <laughs> he was like, five, you know, but it was so cute. But I do little things like that where I'll add in sometimes just something a little, something a little extra, you know, to go above and beyond that. A lot of the people charging $10, you know, that are doing using their iPhones and, you know, not using, you know, Photoshop, for example, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I have a blog post even that's like, there's, you know, because there's, a hundred photographers in my town, literally there's someone for everyone's budget. And, you know, I don't know, I'm a single mom with two kids. I don't know if I could afford me, <laughs> but I would save up, but that's just me. But, you know, just stand, you know, stand, put yourself apart from the rest. Keep, and if anything, it keeps you being creative. You know what I mean? It, Absolutely. Yeah, one of the mini sessions I was going to do right when COVID hit, I was so sad, but I was going to do fine art images of kids with their musical instruments. Um, because, you know, a year, maybe it was two years ago, music got cut from my school district, budget cuts, they cut the music program, and then we ended up getting it back. Anyway, but, uh, you know, I took a picture of a girl with her trumpet, and you know, it's all just very painterly and beautiful and um but I don't recall ever seeing that kind of a mini session mm. with musical instruments. Usually it's like the run of the mill, you know, kind of, you know, the Easter bunny or, you know, whatever, but it was really neat to <laughs> think outside the box, you know, think, think outside the box, you know, yeah. do something that no one else is offering or do it in a way that's different from everyone else. Uh, that's a great, that's, that's great advice. So for, you know, be unique going into 2021 and hey, you might be sitting here thinking, hey, we're not even to the holidays yet. But as we also said, be prepared, start thinking now. You can make your plans, things you can try in 2021 to make yourself stand out. And of course, be prepared, get it right in camera the first time or the first time in general. But of course, don't forget your mini sessions as well. Make sure that you get yourself signed up to Kirsten's Facebook group, Mini Sessions Inspiration and Photoshop Education, if you're not already, as well as check out her YouTube channel for more great advice from her. Feel free to check back on our Enphoto fan page at any time to see this uh, interview to watch again if, in case you missed something the first go around. Also, don't forget about our 45% off promo for select mini session products that you can use over and over again through December 15th to help save you some money on your mini sessions and really make the most of your time. Thank you so much for joining us, Kirsten. It was such a wonderful chat today. It was fun. Yeah, thank you everybody else for joining us. Uh, I'm Eugene Negovieski here with Kirsten Spencer signing off and be sure to check back in for more updates. All right, take care everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.